This is the Friday, June 18th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got a huge playoff weekend. We'll touch on all three games and also give you a little baseball on the way out. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham as we handle our business on a Friday and that also means setting the table for the weekend. So a lot of games to get through, Tyler. Let's just start in chronological order with tonight. Philadelphia, Atlanta, the Hawks at home with a chance to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals and they are home dogs here. How are you seeing this game play out? My most comfortable uh, wager will be playing the under 221 and a half um the the under it has been more profitable than the over in this series and now we get to you know a crucial game six uh for philly where i think they're gonna you know guys are gonna be out there for 40 plus minutes which usually ends up slowing the pace um it's been a physical series uh nonetheless so uh most comfortable with the under 221 and a half i do think though three points in the pocket of Atlanta is a little bit too much right now. They have momentum. They're at home. The crowd's going to be crazy. They're healthier than Philadelphia. Uh, so I don't know who wins this game. I know Philadelphia is the better team when they play their best game, but I, I'm not sure how mentally they're going to recover from that. If I did, which I'm not going to do, but if I did pick a side, I'd take three points with the uh, Hawks, but definitely playing the under 221 and a half. All right. So I was on the under last couple games. I'm just kind of like torn here. Uh, prop I've mentioned on this pod, I was a coward in the last game and went off of it, <laughs> but I'll come back. I'll do the Ben Simmons under seven and a half rebounds. I look, it's uh, the game on Monday was a little bit of a fluke uh, just because he had six in the first quarter, but usually just his defensive assignment, keeping him away from the hoop, guarding Trey Young. And who knows? Maybe he's just going to be yanked if he's not hitting his free throws. What he's doing is Ben Wallace territory in terms of postseason history. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be a chance where doctors can't play him, right? Um, can't do it. So, uh, I, I just think <laughs> it's going to be one of those things and, and I'll just have to play the percentages because in these meetings and in this series in particular, he has not touched, uh, the, that rebound prop, except for that one game on Monday, tonight's game, a little, a uh, little different in terms of uncertainty with player health. Donovan Mitchell, uh, has been upgraded to a game time decision. You would think he's going to push through anything given the magnitude of the game and Utah facing elimination. And then Mike Conley may be trending towards returning. We have not seen him in this series. Such a difference maker. We saw that in closeout situations with Memphis in the first round. I think Utah is going to respond with a little desperation here. I actually like him in the first quarter and the game here. And I think they're going to make some adjustments. Royce O'Neal sort of at the top of the key. And what they do, what the Clippers were doing, were trapping uh, Mitchell. And then he would force it to O'Neal. I think you need to put a better shooter at the top. And they were discussing that on the broadcast in game five. And I think they make the right adjustments and they come out with a plan. So that's why I like Utah first quarter, but I also like them in the game as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I do think the Jazz, I'm more confident that they rebound in game six and get a victory um, as opposed to the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they just look at their game rather than them coughing it up. They just had a bad night. They couldn't hit threes. Um, Donovan didn't have the the, the juice uh, that we've seen earlier in the series. So I do like Jazz first half, uh, first quarter of that, that type, and for the game as well. Uh, as far as props, since we have some uncertainty with how the rotation is going to look with Mike Conley maybe being reintroduced and Donovan still being just a game-time decision, um, we know what the rotation for the Clippers is going to look like. Kawhi Leonard is out again, so we can uh, focus all of our energies on Paul George overs, over points, over rebounds plus assists is 15 and a half. His points, I think, is 30 and a half. 
Um, his three-point field goals is, uh, I believe, three and a half. Uh, and I would go over that as well because he'll take 9, 10, 11, 12 triples, and he's a 40% shooter. Um, and then Marcus Morris, I think, is the guy who becomes the uh, second most reliable scorer. Reggie Jackson had some big moments in game five, but Morris, I think, is the guy who is a more reliable offensive weapon next to Paul George. His point prop is only 16 and a half. He's averaging 24 and a half the last two games. Uh, of course, game five without Kawhi. Uh, where he, you know, got 16 field goal attempts. So I think Marcus Morris and Paul George are the two players I'm most comfortable attacking, given what we know about the rotation for Ty Lue with Kawhi Leonard still on the bench. All right, good enough for me. And we have an extended series. Last night was a potential closeout game. The Nets did not get it done. So we have a game seven. And I don't have the stats in front of me. Historically, these have gone under. I believe it was seven straight unders before the Clippers and Mavericks went over in the first round. Something along those lines. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to play the Harden three pointers over prop. It hasn't been posted yet. So I'm assuming it's going to be two and a half. Like yesterday I was on set, my best bet. And the, something we talked about in the beginning of the show was Harden under 16 and a half or 17 and a half points. Now I got lucky. I barely got there, but you said something on set that opened my eyes. You're like, yeah, Harden's not going to drive eight of his 10 field goal attempts in game five. were all from distance. He's just going to chuck threes. I'm like, that's a great point. So over two and a half makes, he got there in the, by halftime yesterday. So I, I once they post it, now they may post three and a half, but if they post two and a half, I'm going to play the over. And, uh, you know, basically I was just aggregating information. How about you yeah. in this, uh, what's basically a coin flip game? Yeah, I uh, that, that was, uh, I think we, we did a good job there threading the needle because I do think it was smart to play the uh, hard and under in points. And you may have gotten lucky there, but hey, it cashed and. Uh, like I said, I don't think much is going to change in game seven. I don't think Harden's all of a sudden going to look like the Harden of old and, and be shooting 11, 12 free throws because he's getting to the, the cup and getting fouled. So, again, I think most of his shots are going to come from the perimeter, and he's usually good enough to knock down three as long as he takes, you know, 10, 11, 12, which I, I think he will in game seven. Uh, I like the under uh, for the game. I'm going to ride that trend despite what we saw from Clippers and from um, uh, Mavs earlier in this uh, postseason. I do think – these two teams are going to be a lot more tired where they are right now in the postseason with the minutes they've played. Uh, Durant, though, you got to play overs there because I think we can expect him based on what Steve Nash has shown us to play um, 46 to 48 minutes. This might be another game where Durant plays every single second. Um, Giannis, um, I didn't hit with my rebounds and assists under 18 and a half, um, but the points assist and rebounds went under again for Giannis. Um, so I, I, I will play that. Uh, that's something that, like the assistant rebounds, has been a very good trend. And, and maybe with him being a little more tired, taking less threes, the points comes down a little bit. So fifty, if it's 51 and a half, it's 52 and a half, like it has been for Giannis most of the series. I'll play under points, assistant rebounds. So I just don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think we're going to see simpler, something similar to what we saw in game six. And another trend that we have to watch out for in this series, um, Chris Middleton has been awesome at home. And we saw that again last night in game six. He's been pretty bad on the road in Brooklyn for whatever reason. So depending on what the number is for Middleton point prop, if it's in the, you know, 24, 25 range based off what he just did in game six, I'll play the under. But if it's down in the low 20s, 21, 22, I'll probably pass. So something to watch there for Middleton, who's been much better at home than he has been on the road. I like it. Uh, UFC, I like Dan Ige in the main event. Nothing hardcore, but solid play for me. Um, by the way, we hit my uh, long shot last night in the MMA nice. six to one was dog. Ten to one? Six to one. Yeah, it was ten to one favorite. Six to one dog. Okay. Uh, so we got there. What about you? Any Very baseball nice. for you? 
Yeah, there's a couple of uh, uh, games I want to attack. The first five uh, Braves, first five run line. So they just got to win uh, the first five by a single run versus the Cardinals. Carlos Martinez on the bump for the Redbirds, who uh, doesn't miss bats, gives up a lot of hard contact. We know the offense that the Braves have. Uh, minus 120 the price on that. Same uh, for Twins. Um, Rangers run line. I'll play the Twins first five run lines. They have a decided pitching matchup there. And I, it didn't hit yesterday, but I'm going to go back to it again today. Rockies, Brewers under 10 and a half. Corbin Burns this time on the brump, bump for the Brewers. Um, Brandon Woodruff gave up five runs in the first inning, and he'd been one of the best you know, road pitchers in Major League Baseball. So that's kind of an outlier. I'll go back to it again, even though it didn't hit Rockies, Brewers under 10 and a half total for the nine innings. It was a pretty rough beat. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you had some errors and some nonsense. Uh, I still like to play. I'm on that Barrios first five minus a half as well in that one. All right, man. I think that'll do it for us. Uh, We will see each other later in the studio. Best of luck to everyone listening. Six Eastern tonight, ESPN2, if you want to catch the TV version of us. And we'll see you back here on the podcast Monday morning. (laughs) 